0: Welcome to episode 16 of Get Unlocked with Ben Elliott. Today we're talking about procrastination and how to stop it. When you look at it, procrastination is a really strange thing. You know what to do, you know when you want to do it, and you want to do it, and even wish you could do it faster, yet you still procrastinate. So we're going to unpack why you procrastinate, and I'm going to give you a mindset hack, a mindset hack that I give my clients. I'm going to share that with you today and it's going to help you stop the procrastination habit. So as always, this episode has a free worksheet that you can download from www.getunlockedpodcast.com. And i got to say, it is awesome how many of you are downloading and using these worksheets. People are sending me photos of their worksheets all filled out they're sending it to me via Instagram and uh, by email. So, hey, if you want to do that, I'd love to see your worksheet. We can chat about uh, your answers on those worksheets. But people are downloading them. They're saving them on their phones. They're referring back to them. And that makes me happy because that's why I'm making these worksheets and even why I'm doing this podcast because I want to give you tools that you can use and apply. I want to make sure that every single uh, episode of this podcast uh, is beneficial to your life and will make a difference. So, again, If you haven't been using those worksheets, go ahead and go to getunlockedpodcast.com. The worksheets are free, easy to access, and you can begin using them immediately, help you maximize everything you're learning. So let's go ahead and dive in to overcoming procrastination.
1: Welcome to Get Unlocked with Ben Elliott. As a high performer, you know that your personal development is the defining factor of your success and the quality of your life. In each episode, international performance coach Ben Elliott will unpack proven, practical, and bulletproof strategies that he has been using to help unlock the success, the performance, and the mindsets of business owners and leaders from around the globe. So if you're ready to go to the next level, then stay tuned. If you want to get there faster, then visit www.getunlockedpodcast.com. Now, here's Ben Elliott. Procrastination
0: is a major dream killer, it's a major time killer, and it's also a major joy killer because some of the hardest things and most important things that are going to give you joy, give you success, give you fulfillment, it's going to trigger a bit of procrastination. So the temptation to procrastinate is always going to pop up time and time again. You might be great in one season of your life because you find the work that you're doing really easy, really enjoyable, but at some point in your future, if it's not happening now, you're going to procrastinate or you're going to have the temptation to procrastinate. So if you don't know how to overcome it, it's going to hold you back. You need to know why you're procrastinating and you need to know what tool you can use to immediately begin to overcome that. So just an important point here. Procrastination psychologically works the same whether you're procrastinating on something small like replying to an email but also works the same psychologically in your mind if you're procrastinating on something massive or big, like starting a new business. So what I want to do is I want to unpack your psychology so you can understand what your mind is doing when you're procrastinating. Then I'm going to give you a mindset hack you can use to retrain your mind to overcome that procrastination habit. So I will say this up front, discipline will trump everything I'm going to talk about today. So you're probably asking, why not just teach us more about discipline? Well, the thing about discipline is it will work, but when it comes to discipline, even if you're a highly disciplined person, if you're having to use discipline every single day instead of procrastinating, you're going to burn out. Because when you use discipline to overcome like a procrastination habit... Discipline will cause you to release cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And most of the high performers I work with, they come to me, they're already busy. They're already stressed. They've already got a lot of pressures on their shoulders. A lot of people are relying on them for a lot of things. If they don't make uh, their goals come to a reality, a lot of people uh, get negatively affected. So they have to be at their peaks. They're already carrying a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And then when you're telling that kind of a person be more disciplined and push past these things with sheer grit, it's going to cause even more cortisol, even more stress, and it's going to either lead to burnout or that just going to have the batteries to do it. And that's why I use this methodology, because it doesn't require that stress and that cortisol to be released in order to push you forward. I think this creates a better quality, a healthier mindset and also a higher level of performance because we're not using and relying on stress hormone just to continually take action. So here's the big idea. You do not procrastinate because of the task. You procrastinate because of how you think about the task. I want to repeat that again, because this is the big idea of this whole episode. You're not procrastinating because of the tasks that you got to do. You're procrastinating because how you think about the task. The tool I give you today will help you change the way you're thinking about that task. Whether it's having a hard conversation with a team member, whether it is taking action on just a to-do list, whether it's doing something really scary and really big like starting a new business. It's going to be the same tools, but just you'll apply it differently And I'm going to give you that today because, again, if we can change how you're thinking about the task, that's what's going to change your procrastination. I want to unpack one of the functions of your brain. And one of the things that your brain does is it goes towards what it perceives as pleasure. So your brain will seek out, your brain will take action on, your brain will focus on, your brain will go towards anything when it perceives that there's some sort of pleasure or some sort of instant gratification or something good there. Now, in the same way, your brain goes towards pleasure. It also tries to avoid or get away from anything that's a perceived pain or feels uncomfortable or feels hard. So big picture, this is why you procrastinate. Your brain is trying to seek out some sort of pleasure or instant gratification, something that's perceived positive and it's trying to actively avoid anything that's uncomfortable or painful or perceived as a little bit of a negative. As an example, you've got a project that you're procrastinating on. The work is fairly easy, but you're still putting it off. Now, when you're putting off that work, it's because your brain is perceiving some sort of uncomfort, discomfort, some sort of perceived pain, some sort of... uh, you know, some sort of negative like confusion, or it's going to take a long time, or it feels heavy. So you're procrastinating because there's some sort of perceived psychological thoughts, psychological patterns of perceived pain, whereas then you jump on your phone, you start scrolling on Facebook or Instagram, and what's your brain doing? is looking for those instant gratifications or towards a pleasure. Now, we know from all those great documentaries about social media and how toxic it can be for the brain, our brain gets these dopamine hits by you know seeing something interesting or something funny on the social media platforms. So here we are, we're doing a task. We know we got to do it. But then as soon as there's a perceived pain, a perceived uncomfortability, this is happening so quickly and so subtly in our minds. But then our brain is quickly going, you know what? We'll then grab our phone and start scrolling and our brain's getting those instant towards perceived pleasures and this here whether it's a big thing whether it's a small thing this is the overarching principle of why we procrastinate let's think about this from your point of view now choose something that you typically procrastinate on whether it's something big or something small but how do you think about that task whether it's a big or small task doesn't matter. But when you think about it, like how do you think about that task? You see, some people will think about the project or the task or the action and in their mind, it seems like a mountain of work. It's too hard. It feels complex. It, it seems like it's going to take a long time. So when you think about that task that you procrastinate on, what do you picture? What pictures come to mind when you think about it? Are the pictures positive or the pictures confusing or are the images in your mind complex? What story do you tell yourself? When you think about that task, what self-talk is running through your mind? These are things that you might not have noticed before, but these are things that are always happening every second of the day. We've got a story in our head. We've got images we're playing in our mind. And when you think about the task, what subtle emotions show up? Is there a bit of tension? Is there a bit of stress? Is it a feeling of rush? All these subtle feelings, the negative story or the self-talk around the task, the images in our mind, if you procrastinate on it commonly, you'll find that those images are more thoughts and ideas and feelings that your brain is trying to avoid and not run towards. And this is where that self-discipline piece comes in. Some people will have a lot of self-discipline and they can force themselves and push themselves to take action even though there's perceived pain, perceived discomfort, perceived negativity. But in order for you to take action when your mind is thinking those negative things, has those away from triggers going off internally, that's why you will need to release that cortisol and that stress hormone because that's what you will need to fight past those thoughts those psychological traits going off, all those ideas. You'd have to use stress to push yourself past them. The more negativity in the mind about the task, the more perceived negative, the more perceived discomfort, the more adrenaline, the more cortisol, the more of those chemicals will be needed to push yourself forward. So if you think about it, you're already busy. You've already got a lot of work to do. You've already got a huge amount of pressure on your shoulders. And then you have to use more stress to be able to take action on a to-do list to take action on a hard conversation, to step out of your comfort zone and do the next major task that's going to bring breakthrough to your business or to your life. So you see here that is why it's not my preferred method. Yes, you can get away with it, but wouldn't it be better to learn how can we just hijack or hack the mind instead of thinking about the task triggering away from feelings, away from thoughts? How about we just intentionally change the thoughts about the task? So then we trigger towards feelings, towards thoughts, towards ideas around the task we've got to take. Because then all of a sudden we're not going to procrastinate, but we're going to actively enjoy taking action and seek out taking action. I want to share a story about my wife, Anna, because her mind does this perfectly, this concept perfectly. When it comes to how she thinks about exercise, it's so automatic for her now. But as long as I've known her, she's always been fit, healthy, and lean. And I really believe it's because her brain does this towards motivation when it comes to exercise. So she never really procrastinates and she's always consistent when it comes to the action of exercise. So last year, we celebrated our 10 year wedding anniversary. We decided to go to Thailand to celebrate. And that flight from Adelaide, Australia to Thailand is around 10 to 12 hours, that kind of range. So we're on this flight and about halfway through the flight, six hours in or so, of course, everyone starts getting restless. Everyone wants to go to the bathroom. So I get up first and I'm lining up in the bathroom. I'm next in line. I didn't realize Anna was behind me, but some movement catches the corner of my eye. And I turn around and in typical typical Anna Elliott fashion, she's doing air squats in the plane near the bathroom there's people around people in seats can see her but she's just doing air squats you know and i turn around i ended up catching a a sneaky snapchat video of her without her realizing and i would actually put it uh, on the worksheet that video of her squatting in the middle of the plane but i'm pretty sure she would uh, not be happy with that and i like being happily married and i like being (laughs) non-injured so you're not going to see that video but it was a great moment but what's funny about that is Most people, when they think about, you know, moving their bodies on a flight, everyone wants to stretch their legs, but she's doing actual squats, like, you know, a couple of minutes of squats while she's waiting in line for the bathroom. Most people would worry what people would think. And that would be the away from. They want to avoid people looking at them funny, giggling or laughing. And my wife would have definitely a little bit of that in her mind, trying to avoid that. But to be honest, when I talk to my wife and I break down her psychology around not procrastinating in terms of the area of exercise. When she thinks about exercise, her brain always goes to how good am I going to feel after I've done a workout? How good is my body going to feel? It's going to feel limber. It's going to feel strong. and get my heart rate up. My circulation will be better. Her brain has so many towards motivators that her towards motivator of how good she'll feel just moving her body, doing some air squats on a plane, the towards motivators outweighed the negative away from what will people think? And that's why she has that exercise habit. It's why she's consistently around because her brain has just been trained over the years to focus on how good she's going to feel after the workout. We've been married ten years, and we love to travel. Bali and Thailand have been our typical hotspots for that, but we'll arrive without fail. You know, we've gone on two, three trips a year overseas, and every time we rock up at the airport, it's eleven p.m. Then it's an hour or two to taxi to our hotel. And then sure enough, my wife is asking me, as soon as we rock up, it's check out the room, check out the resort. But then she'll say, are we going to go for a run in the morning or are we lifting weights without fail? Most people, when they think about getting off a flight, checking in late, they're thinking the pleasure is sleeping in, getting junk food, being able to rest their bodies, not have to exercise. They can just cheat. And that's, that's their towards. Most people have a pain thought about waking up at 5 or 6 a.m. and going for a run or lifting weights whereas her brain is completely opposite she's thinking i've just been on this flight i've just traveled a bunch i want to move my body i'll think about how good i'm going to feel after so her brain is going towards the images of how good she's going to feel she'll see herself at the end of the workout feeling good but her brain is also looking forward to and trying to seek out the feelings of how she'll feel after that workout so when you compare that Compared to a typical person who will procrastinate or be inconsistent with their exercise, you can see that the real difference is not the activity of exercise, but it's how someone thinks about exercise. And it's exactly the same when it comes to every task, everything in business, and everything in life. So I'll say it again. The big picture of this entire episode, you don't procrastinate because of the task. You procrastinate because of how you think about the task. So now we have a clear goal. When we procrastinate, we want to intentionally use our thoughts to trigger that towards function in the brain. Here's how we're going to do it. You'll remember when I asked you, when you're procrastinating, what thoughts go through your mind? What pictures do you make? What story do you tell yourself and what subtle emotions show up? That's what we want to shift and change. When Anna thought about exercise, the picture in her mind was the moment when she finished the workout and felt great. And even if the workout one day was a walk, the next day a run, the next day weights, it was always the same pattern. Her brain would envision the end of the workout feeling good, envisioning the positive outcome. So when I learned that from her years ago, Seeing how her psychology works so well in that area, I thought, is that going to work for me? So when I had a massive to-do list, what would happen if I just envisioned the positive outcome and saw the entire to-do list done? And then would that trigger any towards? And it did. So I started applying that to every single thing I used to procrastinate on. Big project, hard conversation, I would always envision the positive outcome. I would take three seconds to make a mental visual picture seeing the task completed. And it's amazing how that then triggered the emotions and triggered the towards function. But then there was another layer there. The Another layer or the next layer we add in is the story we're telling ourselves. For me, I would envision a positive outcome, but then I still had some confusion in my self-talk or negativity, or I was still telling myself it was hard or gonna take a long time. So I realized I had to make the positive image But I also had to shift the self-talk and the story around the task. So initially, it started as simple as, oh, how good am I going to feel when this is done? But then I started to make the self-talk more powerful. When I get this task completed, it's going to benefit me in this way and that way. Sometimes the self-talk was as simple as just a confident story I'd tell myself this is what you do. You're good at this. You crush this work. And it was almost like an affirmation. But again, all I was doing is I was trying to change the story of the task. Instead of it being hard, confusing, difficult, it was a story of empowerment, of positivity, and it was some sort of self-talk. And always it would be a three-second positive image of the task being done and like a one or two-line sentence that would trigger that empowerment or trigger that towards focus. In my early 20s, I'd spent a good couple of years finding all this stuff out, interviewing people, breaking down how their thoughts worked and how their psychology worked, looking at the neuroscience behind everything and trying to find a really streamlined way to help myself and help my clients. Uh, and that was a good couple of years of just you know focusing on it, studying it, researching it and everything else. And then just when I had this all mapped out, I ended up watching a documentary randomly about these Uh, elite level special forces uh, team and it's funny on this elite special forces uh, they're already elite soldiers they're already great at what they do and they're on this uh, really treacherous like almost like a hell week where they're going through all these really hard fitness challenges and learning strategies and tactics of warfare etc but there was one point in that documentary when these soldiers were struggling they were exhausted They were sleep deprived and it was really hard for them. There was one thing that the instructors kept yelling out, envision the positive outcome, envision the positive outcome. And that is what they would use to help them continue to push forward and not quit. So they'd be running for a long time, they'd envision themselves 100 meters ahead. They didn't know how to overcome a certain obstacle, they would envision being on the other side of that obstacle. But they just got it ingrained in their heads that with every challenge, with every hardship, instead of focusing on the negatives, the worst case scenarios, or the bad negative story they were telling themselves, it was envision yourself successful. See yourself on the other side of the problem and envision the positive outcome of the thing you're tempted to avoid. So that there really confirmed it. If that's what, you know, special forces... And this is one of the kind of styles of tools and techniques that they're using. It's definitely going to help us in our business and in our personal lives as well. So I encourage you to test this out and practice it. And that's why getting the free worksheet from www.getunlockedpodcast.com will be so beneficial because you will have the important things written down that you can refer back to. But test it out. Instead of procrastinating, stop and envision a positive outcome and have that positive story begin to shift in your mind. You'll notice how that changes the subtle emotions in your body and that will then trigger that towards function of the brain. The better you get at it and the more you use it, it'll feel more and more automatic to think this way and you will have retrained your mind to
1: overcome procrastination. You've been listening to Get Unlocked with Ben Elliott. If you're enjoying the show, let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. For more information, visit www.getunlockedpodcast.com.